it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop and he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right. Welcome to... Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron, episode number 20. We are we need to go over a few things first. So this is now a once-a-week program, Sunday nights, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and that is to uh, make it a little easier for our East Coast friends. And also, if you're listening to this on the replay, thanks for listening. There's lots of things you could listen to, but uh, there's going to be some great stories in this episode, as, as you know, every episode. we got a lot of people hanging out tonight. And um, just uh, to go over what this is, the Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron, if you've got a strange story, UFO, alien, Bigfoot, cryptid, stuff you can't explain, weird stuff, this is a place, a safe place for you to call in, share your story with the world. This is recorded for the Bigfoot Society podcast. It's also live on my YouTube channel. You can call 515-809-0165. If I don't pick up immediately, um, I will be calling you back. That just means I'm in another call uh, as you can also see this if you're watching live too. Uh, the one rule we have is keep it uh, first clean language uh, because we never know where these will uh, show up. And, um, you know, just uh, keep it cool. Keep it cool. So uh, let's shout out a few people here. We got uh, Jamie. Hey, everyone. Good to see you. We got Tombstone. Good day. Uh, and we've got Mr. Steve Stockton. I kind of stacked the deck today. Uh, so, uh, Steve will be calling in in a bit. Hello, Bigfoot Society. Good to see you there, Steve. Um, let's see who else we got. Cats on Parade. Howdy, everyone. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Hides in Long Grass. Good evening, peeps. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got lots of people in here so far. We got Campfire Steve. The uh, skunk ape in investigator from Florida, I believe. Sounds like a good time. Well, hello there. And we've got Mr. Patrick McFarland from the fields of uh, the Midwest hanging out with us. Hello there. We've got uh, Whiskey with Cryptids, my friend from Tennessee, I believe, um, hanging out with us. Uh, all sorts of people. So, again... Uh, this is uh, now uh, on Sunday nights. Uh, we'll be hanging out, um, and that'll that'll give you the week to think of some stories uh, to call on in. Um, we've come. Oh, this is that's an old account. <laughs> Moin Gona, how's it going? Good to see you, buddy. Um, haven't seen that account for for a while. And we've got Ashers here. Hi, hello, happy Sunday. Good to see y'all. Let me make sure that my uh, device is ready to go here. All right, we're we're ready to go. We're ready to take some some calls here. Uh, if you've got a story to share, uh, you can call in 515-809-0165. Uh, you will be live on YouTube and uh, recorded for the podcast to be uh, broadcast at a later time. Rut row, first caller. Call from Andrew Peterson <laughs> to accept. Hello, caller. You're on the air live and recorded for the podcast and also keep it clean. How's it going? 
Howdy, howdy. It's your buddy, Andrew. <laughs> How's it going, Andrew? Uh, not too bad. Hey, I thought I'd call in and uh, maybe give your listeners a location they could maybe check out themselves. Whoa, I like That'd that. Cool. Okay, go for it, yeah. man. So um, I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa, uh-huh. um, as maybe some of my friends might know and you might know. Um, and there was a cool place that was kind of creepy that we always loved to go check out. Um, and if you're into ghosts and paranormal and maybe some like local folklore, you'll really enjoy this. There's a location outside of Lewis Boulevard and Lincoln Way, um, also very close to a uh, sanitation cleaning area, but it is called the First Bride's Grave. Um, and I'm not really too sure if you've heard of this, but mm-hmm. uh, it's basically a location with a uh, tombstone where someone was actually buried. Um, it was the, one of the first white, uh, white settlers uh, in the area. Um, and there's some really kind of fun stuff that's kind of attached to it. Now, first and foremost, uh, if you're creeped out by steps in the woods, this may not be your kind of place because it's like one of those missing 411 faux pas. Um, but it is a very steep hike to get up to this very creepy little tombstone that's, uh, now guarded by gates. But one of the cool things that supposedly happens now, there's supposed to be a lot of lights that are seen if you go there after dark. Really? Like little like phantom fairy lights, uh, you know, little spook lights. Um, sometimes people have supposedly seen a younger woman uh, walking to the forest or also walking around the gravesite. And there's phantom, <laughs> I know you really like these ghost stories, but. Uh, like phantom voices, footsteps, and cold spots, even on hot summer days. But the best part about this thing is, and I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, but I want to believe they put up the gates around this location because folklore says, uh, or whatever, that if somebody puts their hand on the tombstone, they'll be pushed down the cliffside. Oh my goodness. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah, so it might be oh, a really wow. kind of fun thing for your your listeners to kind of check out. Uh, it's basically uh, I can't remember. I, I don't know off the top of my head um, the lady's name. Might be one of those things that it might be fun for your listeners to kind of check this out. But uh, I know it was basically built. Uh, this gravesite was or tomb uh, was basically built in the 1800s, uh, commemorating this person who passed. Um, but it's definitely a fun little hike, uh, something that may be kind of interesting to do during the summer, fall, winter, whenever you really want, but it's kind of a fun, creepy location. Have you been out. there yourself? Oh yeah. I, really? Uh, I hiked up, I hiked up, I went up there, um, back in the old days when I, when I ran my blog, um, there was a gentleman that oh, yeah, said yeah. he lived very close by and would walk up. Uh, even in the evening, even at sunset, and said it would basically see a lot of orbs and uh, had a lot of creepy encounters. Oh um, my goodness! My <laughs> my sisters said that they've gone up there when they were teenagers and it creeped them out too much. They never went back. But did you tell was, me about this before? Oh yeah, I've told you about this. Really? I'm a, I totally forgot about this. Is awesome, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. If you're ever like traveling up, um, what is it? I think it's what. Uh, 29 north basically like kansas city omaha okay up to like sioux falls yeah it runs through sioux city and basically on the left you'll see the sergeant floyd memorial and then if you look right up the hill um there's a there's basically like a small little obelisk that's like a um you know just like a granite uh tombstone or tomb uh that's right there but yeah it's a fun it's a fun hike for anybody that wants to get out and kind of explore their paranormal neighborhood but it's it's a it's a cool spot. Is this in any books that you've seen, Andrew? I don't think so. Wow. I talked to Chad Lewis about this a long time ago, but I think I think it might be worth for him to kind of do one of his totally. uh, paranormal dares and see if he can go touch it. Well, you know. <laughs> Again, well, hey, listeners, this is on you if you do this. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't I mean it's, it's don't come on you. Don't that's, come back on us as a ghost, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Cuz there's a few Iowa listeners in here. That's an awesome story, dude. I got to look that up see if I can find it online. Yeah. What's the uh what's the name for for it again? The name you gave it? So it's 
the first bride's grave. Okay. Uh, and that's in Sioux City, Iowa. Um, it's on. It's near. It's near the Morningside neighborhood of Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. Um, it's on uh, South Lewis Boulevard and Lincoln Way. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, if you're gonna be looking into some fun history and want to have a little paranormal side trip, that's definitely one. Um, I definitely recommend maybe going in the morning when it's a little less warm because, like I said, it is a very steep climb, mm. but definitely worth it. Um, there's also, like I said, the Sergeant Floyd Monument that's right there, which was apparently uh, dedicated to the only member of the Lucian Clark expedition that died. So, really, yeah, oh, that's cool. Also in that area, yeah, that's a cool so, piece of history, dude. What, awesome. Yeah, it is. So, I thought I'd call in Sunday and uh, you know share this little fun little paranormal side trip and. I appreciate it, bud. I appreciate it, man. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Good show, sir. See ya. Absolutely. Oh, man. That was fun. Dude, let me put a do not disturb off here. Here we go. That was fun. Good to hear. Good to hear, as always, from my good friend, Andrew, from Iowa. He's a good buddy. He's he's out. We're we're hanging out usually at the Van Meter Visitor Festival, but man, that's very uh, that's a very interesting story. Uh, it definitely sounds like a Chad Lewis dare. Let's see who else we've who else we've got going on uh, in the chat here. Uh, we've got Susan Woodcarver hanging out. Good to see you. Uh, we've got a good a lot of good back and forth uh, today here. Uh, good friend Alan Lassiter is hanging out. Good to see you, sir. We've got, are you kidding me? Hello, everyone. Steve Stockton sent me. Hey, I appreciate all the, the friends of Steve Stockton that are here. Uh, we, we should be chatting a little bit later in the show when he calls in. But um, uh, yeah, if, if you're new to here and you haven't yet, go ahead. Uh, click the subscribe button so you make sure you're subscribed to this channel and then hit the bell icon so that you don't miss out on any future shows. Um, we'll be doing these now uh, once a week on a Sunday, um, Sunday nights, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for our, our friends uh, on the East Coast so that they can uh, not be up so late. But we got, uh, we got a few people hanging out here. This is good uh, for the new people. This is uh, Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. This is an old school call-in show where you can call in, share your your scary, creepy, paranormal, ghost, UFO, alien, cryptid, Bigfoot, Van Meter visitor, if you got it, all that good stuff. Oh, man, I'm talking to this one guy about Van Meter visitor stuff behind the scenes right now. It would blow your mind. It would absolutely blow your mind, and I can't share it with I, I, I can't share it with you yet, but if it's real, it's going to, it's going to change. It, it will change the legend. It will. I, I, I don't know. I mean, me, I love the Van Meter Visitor, but it will. The legend will be different if this is legit. So, okay. Oh, all right. So here we go. We got some good info here. Cats on Parade. Looks like Rose, uh, she's got some info for us. Rosalie Menard was 14 or 15 years old when she became Sioux City's first bride, according to her lonely hilltop monument. In 1853, she was married in what is now Sioux City to Joseph. Well, thank you for that. That's some good background information. We got about 21 people hanging out now. If you've got a weird, strange story and you'd like to share that live on air, go ahead and... Um, Go ahead and call in to our number, 515-809-0165, and you can share your story live on air. Uh, we'll be having uh, uh, stick around. We'll be talking to uh, Mr. Steve Stockton, should be calling in in uh, any time now, uh, and uh, we'll have a chat about some stories. That'll be a fun time. If you are uh, new to this channel, make sure you hit subscribe and you hit the bell icon. Yeah, we got all sorts of people hanging out here. I don't can't remember if I did I call out Age of Aquarius. You might get two shout outs. That'd be cool. Hello from North Carolina. Yeah, you know, it's crazy how many North Carolina people we have tune into this show. 
we've had so many callers in the past from North Carolina. It's wild. We had Alan call in. No, wait, Alan's from South Carolina. My bad. Sorry, Alan. Uh, but we did have a gentleman, a few gentlemen call in from North Carolina about some Bigfoot stuff, and it was wild. Hike with Mike says, Tim Fasano has some had some great skunk ape stories. That's a name I haven't heard in a, in a while. Thank you. That's uh, it's good to be reminded of that though. If you have any stories to, uh, to share any, uh, scary, creepy, paranormal stories, you can call on in 515-809-0165. We're having a good night so far. We had our, our buddy Andrew call in and share a creepy place by Sioux city, Iowa. You can go back and listen to that afterwards. And, uh, if you decide to take matters into your own hands, you can go to that place in Iowa and see some creepy stuff. Do me a favor. And, uh, if you've got any groups that you're in any discords, anything like that, go ahead and share this link in there. Uh, so people can come on over and check it out. And if they've got any, if you know a friend that has any scary, creepy, weird stuff that's happened to them that they want to share, they can call in 515-809-0165. Again, this is Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. An old school AM radio type call-in show where you can call in and uh, share your story on the air. The cool thing about this show is that we've had a lot of people call in over the episodes. We're about 20 episodes deep now and they've called in. They've actually shared their story for the first time, which is really cool. A lot of first time Bigfoot encounters. Let's see who we got. Local legends. Ah, Mr. Burton Moran. Good to see you. Uh, it's a gentleman I met at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. Go ahead. Uh, if you want to see what the Van Meter Visitor Festival is all about, Burton has a really good uh, video on his channel. So go ahead and subscribe to his channel, and you can see what the VIP tour is like. It's very cool. But it was uh, great to meet Burton at the festival this year in beautiful Van Meter, Iowa. If you're turning in, tuning in for the first time, uh, make sure... Patrick, I can't give you a hint about the Van Meter Visitor. I probably shouldn't have said anything at all because I'm not to that point yet. Just say, uh, stay tuned because it, it could get interesting. So that's all I can say, my friend. We got 23 people here uh, hanging out. Someone's got to have a story to share, a story to call in and share. You can You can share anything. We've had people call in with ghost stories, Bigfoot stories, cryptid stories, UFOs, aliens, weird stuff, stuff they can't explain, weird dogs in the woods, dog people in the alleyways, all sorts of weird stuff. Um, excuse my, uh, I got a little bit of sniffs going on, but uh, make sure, uh, yes, the pod, yes, uh, Burton has the same mic. Thank you. Yes, the pod mic road is a great mic. I also check it out. Um <clears throat> Go ahead, give us a call in, 515-809-0165. Uh, we're about almost halfway through, uh, going to, from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Let me check my messages here. Um, if you are, uh, if you're planning on calling in, uh, now is a great time to call in. You can call in 515-809-0165. Uh, share your story uh, live on air. Record for the podcast. Uh, should be hearing from Mr. Stockton in a few minutes. So make sure you stick around. While we're waiting... I'll do a little shout out guys. If you like Bigfoot information, you should really subscribe to the Bigfoot times. 
It's a publication that's put out by Mr. Daniel Perez from California. It's the best source of Bigfoot information that you won't find anywhere else. Uh, this last episode, uh, last issue, um, it's been uh, was all focused on Paul Freeman. Some very interesting information you're not going to find anywhere else unless you're subscribed to the Bigfoot Times. At the time of this episode, it's like $20 a year, guys, which is like the cheapest thing you can get. And it's amazing. We got a few people hanging out here. Jamie says, like on your way in or out. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, snap a doodle ding dong. We've got who why am I not getting these calls? Uh-oh, guys. Hold on. I got it. My Google voice is messing with me. What is give me a few minutes, guys. All right, okay, okay. I don't know what's going on. All right, let's try this. I'm going to go ahead and call back here. Uh, Burton, you can just Google uh, Bigfoot Times. I can't remember the exact uh, website right now. I'm sorry. Hey there, Jim. Hey, Mr. Steve Stockton. Uh, sorry about that. My Google Voice app that I used for some reason uh, wasn't showing me notifications, but it was showing me that there is a voicemail. So yeah, glad I saw that. But I answered and uh, took my name and then it uh, <laughs> took my voicemail. Well, I appreciate you calling in. Absolutely. Now, do you mind uh, spending a few minutes uh, sharing with the, the listeners live and in the future as well for the replay exactly uh, why they should know the name Steve Stockton? What is it that you do, sir? Well, uh, I've got a hand in a lot of different pies, but uh, the main one people probably recognize me from is uh, Missing Persons and Mysteries on YouTube. I uh, got just under a quarter million subscribers. Mm. And... Uh, Get about 2 million views per month over there. So that's where people recognize me from. Got another channel called 13 Past Midnight. That's kind of my sandbox channel where everything goes. that doesn't fit on missing persons and mysteries. Also an author. I've written uh, five books. Uh, Strange Things in the Woods and uh, My Strange World. And then I've got uh, National Park Mysteries and Disappearances, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. And uh, that's just the ones so far. Wow. And those are through uh, Shannon LeGros, uh publishing company, right? Yeah, yeah. Beyond the Fray, uh, Shannon and Jeff, they're some of the most wonderful people you could ever work with. Mm. Well, uh, well, Strange Things in the Woods, I'd written that several years ago and self-published it. And uh, I thought I'd probably done all it was going to do. And I, there was a second volume. And then uh, when I signed with them, they combined it into one. Uh, redesigned the cover, gave it a fresh edit, and it just took off again. So very happy with Beyond the Fray. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I've heard a lot about your your stories from all all over the internet. People people love them. <laughs> but I contacted you for the first time earlier today. And you were like, yeah, you know, when when do I call in? So um you sent over a book uh, that I took a look at, and you've got the stories are incredible. Everyone needs to pick up a copy of one of your books and check it out. But I would love it if if maybe you'd be able to share a, a story or two tonight with our with our listeners. Absolutely, there was one in particular there that you had uh, mentioned when you looked through the book that you wanted to hear. And I'll be happy to tell that one. Um, and the way that book came about, My Strange World, I did the, the Strange Things in the Woods first. That was stories that I'd collected over the years from friends and family and friends of family and uh, co-workers and things like that. Well, inevitably, I'd go on a radio show or a TV show or um, podcast, YouTube channel, and especially a call-in show. People would say, well, well, these are other people's stories. Has anything ever happened to you? And I would uh, trot out one thing or another. I've been a, a lifelong experiencer. Saw my first full body apparition when I was between five and six years old. And it just 
kind of took off from there. So I thought, well, maybe I've got enough to, to make a book. So I sat down and started writing those out, and that's how My Strange World came about. And there's probably enough for at least volume two that's happened since I wrote that one. Wow. Uh, the one in particular that you mentioned called The Thing in the Ditch. And that's, uh, I don't know if you read the, the whole story or not, but that's one of the few times in my life that I've actually been frightened, not once, but twice. But, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's not the things we can see that scares us. It's the things we can't see. We was started out, lived out in the country in East Tennessee, had a pretty good-sized piece of land out there close to uh, Melton Hill Lake, what had been the Clinch River before the Tennessee Valley Authority dammed it up and made the lake. And uh, the property that, that we lived on there, a lot of old-growth timber, uh, we had about 26 acres, only about four or five of that was cleared off. I had one older brother, but he was a lot older than me, so I was raised as an only and uh, kind of isolated out there in the woods. I had to make my own fun, and uh, I prowled around in the woods a lot, taught myself about woodcraft and wood lore and things like that. Well, one day I was up near the edge of our property. There was an old uh, road that ran through there. I found out later on it was actually the road through that area dating back to Revolutionary War times. And uh, we just called it a ditch because that's what it was that time, no longer in, in use for road. But my brother had uh, kept hunting dogs up there at one time. He had a dog run, but it was basically rusted into the ground. I was just up there messing around. I walked up to the edge of the ditch and I peered down in it. Didn't see anything that held my interest, so I turned around to walk back away. I was eight years old at the time. And uh, all of a sudden, just as I started to walk away, I heard a disturbance in the leaves down in the ditch. I turned back around and something that I couldn't see came up over the edge of the ditch and was headed straight for me. Now, I couldn't see it, but I could hear it. I could hear the effects and see the effects that it was having on everything around there. The leaves were being kicked up. Small trees were being knocked out of the way a lot higher than my head. And... Uh, scared the, the daylights out of me. I took off back down the hill toward home. I was about a quarter mile from home, uh, yelling, screaming, crying. Um, I was making such commotion. My mom heard me coming, came out on the back porch to see what all the commotion was. And uh, I, as far as I remember, I just ran past her and went in the house. I think I hid under the furniture or something. And uh, a little bit later, she finally got me calmed down. And about that time, my dad got home from work. He worked out at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. He was a scientist out there. Brother worked at the plants there at Oak Ridge, too. And he had stopped by on his way to his house. And uh, so my mom's telling him, you know, something scared Steve to death. And I'm, I'm start, I start recounting the story. And they're like, you know, was it a bear? Was it a deer? And they're like, no, no, you can see all those things. Whatever this was, I couldn't see it but I could hear the footfalls. I could see the, uh, the leaves being kicked up again, the trees being smashed and knocked around. And uh, sure enough, my dad and my brother went back up there and looked. I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go near there. And they could see where something big had uh, caused quite a mess there. And uh, years after that, I never never went back up there. was afraid to venture up there, although I did have a friend come home with me from school one time and I sort of got him to go up there as bait. Like, Johnny, go up there and stand, look down in the ditch. And I'm, I'm going to wait down here, down the hill behind this tree. You see if you see anything up there. So he's just walking along. He'll do through. He doesn't see anything. Doesn't bother him. Well, okay, that didn't work. Um, I'm still frightened to go up there. Well, flash forward seven years. This time I'm, I'm 15 years old. And uh, we're getting ready to move from that area. We'd sold that farm and we're moving to a custom home we'd have built farther up the road in Carnes. And I was just kind of out in the woods uh, revisiting some of my old childhood haunts. There was a bee tree up there and a lot of rocks and, and just all kinds of features in this uh, place that we live, a lot of hills and, and things. And I walked back up there. First time I'd been there since I was eight years old. I was just kind of chuckling to myself, like, wonder what that was that scared me when I was a kid. And uh, turned around to walk away. I'd take maybe three, four steps, and I heard a familiar noise. Oh, no. There's that sound 
in the leaves again, down in the ditch. I turn around and I look, same thing. Comes up over the lip of the ditch, it's headed straight for me. I can see the leaves flying, the trees bending. There's absolutely nothing there. Now I didn't run screaming and crying that time, but I didn't waste any time getting back down the hill to the house. And uh, that's the only time since then that I've ever been there, never been back. Uh, I don't know that I would want to. But uh, now there, there's more to the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Nice. Uh, flash forward about uh, another six or so years. I'm in my 20s now, okay. and I was working in West Knoxville. And a uh, place I was working at, guy that I worked with invited me to a party after work. Now, I didn't know this guy that's from, that from work, didn't really know him at all. But uh, I went to this party, and it was a bunch of people I didn't know. And uh, besides the guy I worked with, and like I said, I didn't really know him. Well, at some point, uh, some of the girls that were there in attendance had dug a Ouija board out from under uh, oh. the couch. Oh, no. So they decided <laughs> they're going to do the consult the mystic oracle here oh no so they're going around the room asking people this that and the other and uh, they got to me and i thought i've got a good one for you the only thing i said was what scared me as a child oh so they're got their fingers on the planchette there sure enough it starts moving then it spells out w a t e r s p r i t e water sprite they looked at me. I Whoa. just shrugged my shoulders. And people were making a joke. Well, the, the board's thirsty. Give the spirit a drink. He wants some water. Oh, no. no. But uh, again, nobody there knew anything about that besides me. Well, this was in the days before the internet. So uh, the next day, I went to the big library downtown and I went up to the left reference librarian and I said, What can you tell me about a water sprite or a water spirit? So I sit down at the table. She comes back in a few minutes. She's got an armload of books. And one thing she opened it up to was uh, a nymph that exists in uh, Greek mythology called a naiad. And it's actually one of the fae folk. It's uh, a guardian of flowing water, springs, rivers, fountains, lakes, uh, particularly fresh water. Well, the thing about that particular property that we lived on, there were seven natural springs there. No way. Six of them flowed out of the hillsides. A seventh one was an artesian spring that came up out of the ground. So, you know, it was was a magical place anyway with that kind of water. And according to the Ouija board, that's what chased me out of there. But as far as a, a water nymph, I would think, you know, it'd be a little gossamer wing, something like Tinkerbell. Whatever this thing was, I think it was an elemental-sized being, creature, entity, because, I mean, it shook the ground. It moved the trees and uh, when it chased me out of there. So is, is that what I saw? Now, I've heard similar stories about uh, invisible Bigfoot that people couldn't see. Uh, almost the same thing, either chased them or threw rocks at them. But I just, I don't think it was a Bigfoot, not based on what the Ouija board said. I was going to ask you, are there other stories in that same area of invisible creatures or is uh, yours? Uh, Not so much invisible creatures, but there is a lot of lore there. There's a story of some hidden gold, uh, the old railroad depot that was about a mile or so from there. A couple of guys robbed the train and supposedly buried some gold in that area. So there is a hidden treasure story. And thought about that you know the old pirate the, the dead men tell no tales so a lot of times they would when they buried their treasure they would kill a crew member so that spirit would um, protect the treasure could have been something like that and then in that same area in the area that we call the bottoms there where the springs ran through into a bigger creek which flowed down into the lake that used to be the river which was old maybe 50 yards away or so but um at one time, like I said, that had been the road through their Revolutionary War times and through the Civil War. And uh, once my dad and I were burning a, an old tree down there that had been struck by lightning and fallen down, and uh, we'd rolled it over to help it burn better and found uh, part of a Civil War-era bayonet broken off Ooh. in that tree. So my thinking on that is that would have been a place for people to stop and get water. Those springs were fresh until the area got populated. A lot of people that lived around there prior 
to us use that as a water source. So I'm thinking maybe there were some soldiers that stopped there to get a drink and got ambushed yep. on one side or the other. Found a lot of Civil War uh, artifacts there, the, the, the mini balls and that yep. sort of thing. Also found uh, Native American artifacts there. Occasionally find an arrowhead, things like that. So that whole area was mysterious. And uh, I didn't like to get caught down in the bottoms after dark. My dad had built a little bridge across the creek there. I'd be down there playing. Before you know it's getting dark. And I'd get the weirdest feeling. And I would literally run until I got across that bridge. Really? And then I felt safe. Well, I didn't know it until much later in life, but that's one of the, the superstitions is that a ghost can't cross running water. Oh, for real? So that area, it just felt different down there. It felt off. Would you ever hear whistling in the woods? Uh, I've never heard. Well, I've heard animals that whistle. Okay. Foxes will make a sound rabbits in the evening and sometimes they'll throw their head back and make a really sure. lonesome keening sound but i never heard any thing that i would consider a non-animal whistle. So i was in the woods a lot so i knew what a lot of the animals and things sounded like but uh that's that's how i knew that whatever chased me wasn't any animal because i couldn't see it steve your stories are absolutely incredible um something about eastern tennessee I've had a few callers call in and the stories that come out of Eastern Tennessee are just are wild. I don't know what it is, but I, I'm curious. I have a, a, a gentleman who called in a while back and he had supposedly there was a legend that went through his family history. And if they, if a person saw a dark uh, figure of some sorts in the woods, they were always, the next to be taken from this world to to pass away have did you ever hear of anything like that in that oh, little yes. area my, my grandmother on my mother's side she was the most superstitious woman mm. that ever lived she was a self-described gypsy witch now i don't know where the gypsy part came from <laughs> she, she traveled around maybe i don't know but yeah, when they landed from uh, England, they ended up in Cates Cove, and uh, mm. the old cemetery there in Cates Cove in the Smokies, and I still have mm -hmm. relatives buried there. Well, yeah, of course they're still buried there, oh, but wow. that, that's where that side of the family got their start. But uh, she told fortunes, red tea leaves, coffee grounds, animal mm. trails, uh, practice phrenology. That's kind of a lost art now. That's sure. where they can tell you things about you by feeling the bumps on your head. But yeah, she knew things like that and uh, told a story one time about uh, there was some little ritual that she had to do where you had to go to a stream that ran a certain way during the full moon and you take a mirror, a hand mirror, and look over your left shoulder oh, and you would see that. the face of no. the person that you were supposed to marry. Well, one woman she knew did that and instead of seeing someone's face, she saw a coffin. And she passed away shortly. No way. That, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's just, I'm, I'm working on a book about some of the stuff my grandma used to tell me. Like I said, she, she looked like a witch. And when I was little, I was scared to death of her. Oh my um, uh, one time we were on the way to her house. We lived about 25 miles from where she was. And uh, on the way there, there was a, a house that we had to go by, an old farmhouse. That uh, at one time, years before, some kids were playing ball out in the yard. One of the kids chased the ball down into the highway there oh, and no. uh, was run over and killed. Uh, and I could, whenever I went by that place, I'd get like this little goosebumpy yeah. chill feeling and stuff. I've always been sensitive to things like that. Well, one night we were going to her house one evening, and uh, this give you an idea of how long ago it was. I was laying in the back seat reading the comic book. There weren't any seat belts then. I think there were in the front. But I was laying down back there reading a comic book and I got that little weird tingle. Uh -huh. So I raised up and looked out the, the car window. Sure enough, we were going by that that house. I didn't say anything about it, never had. We go on, we get to her house and my mom and dad are carrying stuff in and uh, she, the big old farmhouse, Victorian two-story farmhouse that she lived in, uh, had been, it had a formal dining room and she had turned that into her quilting room or sewing room. She liked to piece quilts together in the wintertime. And uh, she would get me in there and 
tell me this legend or myth or superstition or whatever. And if I could repeat it back to her satisfaction, she'd reward me with a, a Hershey bar or a crisp new dollar bill. Oh, or something that's smart. Like that. Yeah. Well, on this particular day, I don't remember what the little granny lesson was she was teaching me, but she said, you, you feel things. And I said, yeah, I have yeah. feelings. I'm, and she's like, no, no, I don't mean that. She's like, I mean, you feel things like that spot on the highway on the way here tonight. And my jaw, I don't, again, I thought, you know, she can read my mind. I hadn't mentioned that to anyone, but she knew. She knew exactly what I had experienced when I was 20 some odd miles away from her. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she was a pistol. Like I said, I was scared of her, but uh, she passed away when I was 13. That was yeah. the first person I was ever in the room with yeah. when they passed. And I oh, felt wow. her spirit leave her body. But they came out of the, the spiritualism movement from around the turn of the last century. And when my mom was a, a small girl, they had uh, seances and table tapping, table tipping, all this kind of stuff. So uh, the, the interest in the paranormal, it comes by, I come by it all. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow, Steve, this has been some some <laughs> wild stories. And this is just a, a little taste of, of what you can find when you check out uh, Steve's uh, books, which which I would really recommend. I've got I've got one of them on my bookshelf right now. Uh, uh, the, my eyes are too too bad. I can't. I, it's it's there though. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, it's a good one too. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Steve. This has oh, been my a fun me. one. I, this um, is what I do. I like to talk. I'm a storyteller, raconteur, so experiencer. This is my thing, guys. If, if you haven't yet already, make sure go check out some of Steve's books. Uh, go subscribe to his uh, his YouTube uh, channels as well. Just look up Steve Stockton. He's all over YouTube. You can find his uh, stuff on Amazon, I want to say, as well. Right, Steve? Amazon and wherever fine books are sold. There you go. All right. So you can order it anywhere. Perfect. Well, we'll have to be talking to you to you later, Steve. But thank you so much for calling in, sir. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for letting me call in early. My girlfriend's in another state. She wanted to listen to me before she went to bed. So there you go. Thanks again, Jim. It was my pleasure. Have a good day, sir. Wow. What an amazing story. Whew. Thank you so much to Mr. Steve Stockton uh, for calling in. Let me check my my magical phone device here just to make sure. Google Voice didn't mess me over again. Gotta love you, Google. Um, okay. So let's see. Who have we come in during the call? Who's come in? Oh, Illinois Sasquatch. That's so you, excuse me, Illinois Sasquatch just did a recent expedition in Decatur County in eastern Tennessee. It's very, very unusual. If there's something weird that happened, dude, call on in right now. You can call in and, and share if you want. 515-809. Oh, no. Not a good time to get hiccups, Jeremiah. 515-809-0165. You can call in, share your story live, record for the podcast. Uh, let's see who. Oh, my goodness. We got Mr. Bigfoot and with Mike Casey. Make sure you're subscribed to his channel. Mike does all sorts of crazy Bigfoot and stuff out there in Washington State. Uh, let me get that banner off of there. There we go. All right. Um, we got Long Island Bigfoot hanging out. Very nice. And Cats on Parade. Steve has the coolest stories. That is sure. That is for sure. And Mr. Steve Stockton, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, we've got a few minutes left here. We got about 15, 20 minutes left. If you've got a story you've been hanging on to, um, go ahead and give a call into 515-809-0165. Um, Google might be a little weird tonight, so leave a voicemail if I don't pick up. Um, that would be super. All right, just double checking. Perfect. 
Again, this is Strange Stories with Jeremiah Byron. If you're watching and for the first time, this is a call-in show I do, kind of like old school AM radio where people call in, share their stories. We had Mr. Steve Stockton call in earlier today sharing his uh, wild stories uh, from Eastern Tennessee and his childhood, stuff that'll blow your mind. So make sure you go back, listen to the playback after this is done um, so you don't miss out on those. Uh, we had uh, Andrew call in from Iowa um, sharing about some very interesting stuff in Sioux City, Iowa, the first bride's grave. Very, very interesting legend area. So make sure that you uh, go back and listen to that as well. See what you can do for a dare if you're in the Sioux City, Iowa area. We got about 15 minutes left. If you've got any last minute stories, uh, you can call on in. See, the thing I love about Alan, and Alan is really good at calling out other people to call in. <laughs> call in Bigfoot with Mike Casey. Mike, you don't have to unless you have a story. Alan, if you have a story, you need to call in. <laughs> That's so funny. Alan's good at that. Uh, 515-809-0165. Again, if you, you know a, a person that has a story, you can go ahead and send him a message. Say, hey, this guy's doing a live call-in show. Uh, you need to call on in 515-809-0165. Uh, let me just I gotta check something real quick here. Hmm, I have to check that later. All right. We've had uh, some crazy stuff. Uh, for all those who are new, uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. Uh, make sure you're subscribed and you hit the bell icon. I'll be doing this call-in show about uh, once. Well, it'll be every Sunday night, uh, unless there's a major holiday. It'll be uh, You can call on in. It's, it goes for about an hour, and uh, you share your strange story, weird story, un unknown what happened there, um, Bigfoot, cryptids. Uh, we've had people call in about the rake. Uh, we've had people call in about ghosts, UFOs, aliens, all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, Here's something, and I'll chat about this for a few minutes while I'm waiting to see if someone will call in. If you have heard, or if you're listening to this on the replay, on the podcast, I'm specifically looking for a place in Iowa. I know there's got to be a place in Iowa that is the equivalent of Skinwalker Ranch or Marley Woods. So if you know of a place where there are UFO sightings, alien stuff, weird stuff, maybe ghosty stuff, maybe Bigfoot related stuff, maybe cryptids. Uh, that would be your Skinwalker Ranch type stuff. Um, thank you, Long Island Bigfoot. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we will... Uh, We'll chat later. But I am looking for a place. There's got to be a place in Iowa. So people listening, if you're from Iowa and you know of a place that has uh, UFO sightings, aliens, uh, Bigfoot, all that weird stuff, I want to know about it. I've been looking into the place, uh, Marley Woods down in Missouri, but um, I know there's got to be a place in Iowa. And, and Mr. Pat is on the case. Thanks, Pat, for looking into that for me. I know you've got connections. Uh, we've got about, we got a few minutes. Uh, we got about 13 minutes left. Uh, last call. If you've got any uh, stories to call on in, this is your, your last chance. Um, and you can call about UFO stuff, aliens, Bigfoot, cryptids. You know, I'll... <clears throat> And Illinois Sasquatch, your comment has, it's got me wondering, what is it that you saw in Tennessee, right? You went to Tennessee. What was it you saw in Tennessee that was so weird, so unique, so strange? I would really like to know. But if you don't feel comfortable with calling in, no pressure. But if you've got a weird story to share about something that happened, you need to call in 515-809-0165.
you can share your uh, your weird story here. Let me check. Uh, I need to check Twitter real quick just to make sure that there is nothing that is coming in. Perfect. All right, we're good. I've got some really interesting interviews um, that I, I'm working on for the future. Um, I've got a, an interview with a young lady trying to set something up where she's got some really interesting thoughts about the, the cryptid, the rake. And it's going to be a very interesting interview. Um, so I'm excited for you to hear that one eventually. I've also got an interview with a, a, a well, this one I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit vague about, vaguer than the other one. Uh, just because we're not at the point where I've gotten, let's just say, I hope to talk to a gentleman and it has something to do with the Nahani Valley. And if you know what that is, then enough said. I shouldn't uh, shouldn't have to, to say anything more than that. But if you know, if you don't know what Nahani Valley is, maybe take a little bit of time to research that tonight and research uh, the Headless Valley. There you go. Cats on Parade. Headless Valley. Good stuff. Good stuff. But uh, let me see. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. It's from Age of Aquarius. Years ago, my husband had a very weird urban exploring experience in an old abandoned hotel, hospital. He just isn't confident enough to tell it on air. I hope I can eventually get him to call in next time. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And there is no pressure uh, for your husband to call in. But if he ever gets to the point where he is confident enough, uh, he is in a safe place to share that story uh, with no judgment, no mocking, anything like that. This is a safe environment. Uh, where you don't have to worry about, you know, if you tell a story like that at work and your friends make fun of you, you know, that doesn't happen here. I try to make this a safe environment, <clears throat> best I can. That's right, Brown Dwarf Valley of the Headless Man. That is that is correct. Um, okay, so yes, hope hope you will. Thank you. Uh, he says he may write it down and let me recount it. Well, that would be cool, you know, and that that's kind of a cool workaround. I like that. So, yeah, if uh, if you guys uh, work that out, then you know where to go. Uh, Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Write down the number, 515-809-0165. Live on YouTube, recorded for the podcast. We're down to about five minutes left. Um, let me give you, oh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Uh, you can go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com, and the links are there. Tomorrow, the next episode will be coming out. It's a very interesting interview with Mr. Michael Montoya with uh, from the Drawings of Bigfoot. And if you watch Expedition Bigfoot, uh, the last season, this gentleman was, he's pretty much a Bigfoot wit witness sketch artist. He drew a very interesting uh, photo, a picture of this gentleman's uh, Bigfoot sighting. But the thing is, there's a lot that Expedition Bigfoot didn't tell you about this gentleman. And on Bigfoot Society, you're going to learn the true story of Michael. So... Excuse me. <clears throat> so check in tomorrow. Um, Bigfoot Society podcast on iTunes and Spotify, all major podcast platforms. Make sure you're subscribed, and that'll be out tomorrow morning. I also may be having a bonus episode coming out later on in the week. We'll see if I if I if I end up doing it this weekend. But a, a little spoiler: 
is once I did a, a live on TikTok and I randomly would try to have people join my live and I would ask the people, what weird stories do you have? And I talked to a gentleman in the Southwest of the US and he was an Uber driver and he had a very, very interesting gentleman in his car. If you're a fan of UFOs, maybe you can guess who this gentleman is. And it's a very, very interesting story. So make sure you're subscribed to Bigfoot Society for future episodes. Eventually, I'll be releasing this TikTok live interview. Um, and uh, yeah. Let's see what we've got going on here in the chat in the last few minutes. We've got Illinois Sasquatch. My upcoming videos will be released on my Tennessee excursion. One video has already been released on my channel. Well, guys, you know what that means then. It means you need to head over to the Illinois Sasquatch channel and you need to subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss it. I like what you did there, my friend. Um, Long Island Bigfoot says, nice setup, bro. You got me hooked. Hey, I appreciate that. And thank you for becoming a, uh, a YouTube member. Um, definitely not required, but I appreciate the support. Uh, it gives you an awesome little um, a uh, little emoji next to your name in the chat. Also, <coughs> ah, I love it. That, sorry, excuse me. Also, if you're wanting another way to support the Bigfoot Society, you can go over to www.patreon.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. For a small amount every month, you get extra episodes. You get a Discord community where you can hang out with people like this in the chat all the time. Uh, and you get a membership card in the mail. You get a member sticker. You get all sorts of cool stuff. And there's live events every month. We have a watch event where we watch something live each month as a group and also we have a very fun little uh patreon zoom hangout it's a good time so patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society if you want to also support in other ways perfect and steve says love what you're doing here well again steve i love what you're doing as well Wait, did Steve Steve joined as well? Wow. This is great. I I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um again, that gets you an awesome uh emoji next to your name in the chat. Kind of helps you stick out a little bit. So I uh, appreciate that very much, Steve. Well, I think we've had a, a great chat tonight. Let me double check my phone here. Looks like we're 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 doing good. I just want to make sure I didn't uh, lose any calls, and we're good to go. So again, thanks to all that are members of the channel. Uh, we've got uh, Steve, Long Island Bigfoot, uh, and also Daniel Thorndike. Um, Alan says, "How do you join?" So if you go to like if you look at, you have to be on a desktop computer. Uh, there should be a join button underneath the screen right here. Yeah. So uh, Long Island Bigfoot says, Alan, it's the, the dollar sign uh, bottom right hand corner. Uh, looks like uh, Pat found it as well. Pat, I, I appreciate you. Uh, that That's really nice of you, my friend. Uh, everyone's going to have awesome... Um, Everyone's going to have rocking emojis. I appreciate you guys. So uh, look for the dollar sign in the bottom right-hand corner. You can find it on your uh, cell phone, it looks like. But, guys, uh, I'm going to take a quick drink. Remember, don't drink into the mic because that's not good for audio listeners at all. Uh, I appreciate you all hanging out tonight. A um, lot of new... Uh... Ooh. Is that a give love to the Squatch crew? You Who's the Squatch crew? That's kind of cool. Is that our name? Let me know. 
Illinois Sasquatch. Is that your? Is that the Illinois Sasquatch name, or is that the name for the guys, the guys and gals in here? Squatch crew. I kind of like it. Um. And Jamie says, "Yeah, there's a join button on my phone too." Hey, well there you go. Uh, gotta stay hydrated. I I gotta drink like six of these a day, guys. Um. Oh. That's right. Squatch crew is what I called the members. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's been a while since I've uh, set that up. Well, guys, uh, we're about the at the end of the time. Um, so, yes, thank you for joining the Squatch crew. I should know what I uh, set up, but it had been a while. So um, thanks to all the, uh, the new members of the Squatch crew for, for joining up. I'll see you next time. Uh, next Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you've got a story that comes to mind during the week, write it down so you don't forget. Write down the, the number 515-809-0165. Tell your friends about this. Share in your groups. Share it everywhere. And uh, let's see if we get some uh, callers to call in next week. And I might just stack the deck as well a little bit. Oh, wink. I think that worked pretty well with um, Mr. Steve Stockton for calling in. So thank you so much again, Steve. We'll be talking to you later and uh, you all have a great rest of your night. Thank you for listening to Bigfoot Society. If you like the show, please review and rate it five stars on iTunes. Hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media. Subscribe to Bigfoot Society wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't cost a thing. Pick up a Bigfoot Society shirt or enamel pin over on our Etsy page and people will tell you all about their Bigfoot sightings when you wear it. At least that's what people tell us. That's what happens. If you'd like to become an official member of Bigfoot Society with a membership card, a community of like-minded individuals, and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.